If she proves to be a good broodmare, he will rest content for a little while. But in the meanwhile, he hungers. The furnace grows hotter by the hour. Chapter One Pretty Maids All in a Row It started almost six months ago. I woke early in the morning to see the sun kissing the hills to the east. I hugged myself. It was May Day, and great festivities were planned at the court. It was also my seventeenth birthday. I loved May Day, and I loved my birthday. But first there was the obligatory session of needlework. No matter that it was May Day, Queen Jane insisted that we do a few hours' toil at the needle. I hurried into the maid's sitting room and found Philippa Wicks and Dorothy Bray waiting for me. Philippa was by far the prettiest of the maids of honour. The story at court was that she was twenty-two years old, although she never admitted her age to anyone. She was a particular favourite of Queen Jane. She had beautiful red hair, with a luster that glowed like gold. Her cheekbones were high and distinct, making her look a little like a cat. Her lips were pink and full, and they invariably wore a smile. She was said to have the most exquisite nose in court, although I cannot recall who told me that. I think it may, in fact, have been her. She was elegant and exciting. When I first came to court, I was glad to be her friend, but nowadays I am not quite so certain. Philippa's closest friend was Dorothy Bray. I often wondered that they were so close, for where Philippa was pretty, Dorothy was plain. I could not call her ugly, that would be unfair but plain suited her well. She had a square face with deep-set eyes and tiny little mouth. Where Philippa skipped along the corridors of Hampton Court Palace, Dorothy trudged. I do not know how old she was. She might have been thirty, she might have been forty, or even older. Alice, where have you been? Philippa asked. I decided not to tell them that it was my birthday. Surely they would remember. I couldn't find my bonnet, I said. It had fallen behind the chair. It looks it, Philippa said. She reached up and pushed the bonnet more securely upon my head. In fact, it looks as though you've been using it as a chair. I forced a smile at her jest. Her hair escapes the bonnet, said Dorothy Bray. Philippa examined me carefully. You're right, Dorothy. It would never do to have Alice's hair all bedraggled across her head. She tucked the errant locks firmly back beneath the bonnet. I sighed to myself. I hated that my hair was forced into trammels. Philippa, I noticed, always left a small fringe of her hair showing. But it was a lovely colour, so I could see why she did this. Dorothy was all forehead. Philippa grasped my shoulders and pushed me back from her so that she could examine me more carefully. You'll do, she said brightly. Come, we must not be late. I followed Philippa and Dorothy along the corridor. I was grateful they had waited for me, although I could see that Dorothy was fretful at the delay. Philippa, of course, seemed less concerned. She did not dawdle, but she did not hurry. I smiled quietly to myself, smug that she had chosen to befriend me. The Queen's chamber was crowded when we arrived. Jane Seymour sat close to the window, working, as always, at her embroidery. 
She was said to be the finest needlewoman at court, and not merely by sycophants. I admired her work, and knew that no matter how hard I tried, I would never produce anything close to its quality. This was partly because I loathed working with needle and thread. I much preferred to spend my hours in reading, or even writing. But Jane liked to do neither, and so all her ladies and maids had to bend themselves and their minds to the constant poke and stitch of needlework. Sometimes, at the end of the day, my fingers felt like pincushions. Jane gave a frosty glance as I entered the room. Then she saw Philippa and gave a little smile. She signaled for Philippa and Dorothy to approach. I wondered whether to follow, but thought better of it. Susan Dunster and Mary Zouge sat close to the door and glanced up at me. I went to the chair they had kept for me and pulled out my needlework. You're late, Alice.